the icons of real estate podcast. Are you ready to learn the proven money-making secrets from top producing icon agents? Ready to skyrocket your business? This podcast is for you. Tune in every week with your host, Tomasz Fonseca, and find out how to implement proven strategies to 10 times your business. From $3 million to $30 million in just 12 months. Brought to you by the Masters in Real Estate Marketing, Ardor SEO. Welcome to the Icons of Real Estate. I'm Tim Calloway. We have a very special guest for you today from, from Marin County, California, Michael Milano. Michael is a realtor with Own Marin, and he's here to talk about Marin County and all the wonderful things they have to offer. Welcome to the show, Michael. How are you? Tim, I'm great. Thanks for having me. Yeah, no worries. No worries. So uh, weather's still great out there, I assume. It's uh, 74 degrees out here today. Yeah, nice. You're actually getting a little bit of fall kicking in, huh? Uh, you know, there are leaves falling. So wow. that's a, that's about as, as fall as it gets here. That We don't really have too much drastic seasonal changes, but right. leaves, leaves, are, leaves are falling. So we yeah. got that. There you go. Well, who needs it with those views out there? So, uh, you know, Michael, why don't we just start at the beginning? Uh, tell us, uh, you know, tell us your story. How'd you get to where you are now? How'd you start out in real estate? Is it your first career or did you uh, pivot from somewhere else? Um, when I was in college, I was interning in what I had decided was my first career, which was in television. Mm -hmm. uh, and I worked in sports production for the CBS affiliate in San Francisco. I went to San Francisco State. Um, and it was really cool. I had a media pass. I could go on the field and the in the locker rooms and the press box. And I thought that was so cool. But uh, about eight months into that internship, I really started to take a look at people that had made careers of it. And they were extremely unhealthy unhappy people and then of course i wanted to reverse engineer the why are they that way and they were working the worst hours possible um you know midday to midnight yeah never saw their families never really uh had much of a life outside of work and that's not something that i wanted for myself so about a year into that i scrapped it and i started studying for my real estate license and when I was studying for my real estate license, the market was crazy. You know, like all my friends that were in mortgage or real estate um, were just making tons of money. And of course, that's part of the the draw to real estate. Like, sure. you, know, you, you, we, we want to make as much money as we can. But um, <clears throat> it was more for me. Uh, one of my most favorite jobs before the television job was a sales job. And um, the the appeal to it was always setting your own schedule, um, really getting what you put into it um, and kind of setting your own pay scale, if you will. You know, you, when you work really hard, you're rewarded for it. Instead of like, I can work an hourly job and doesn't matter how hard I work or 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 like I'm still getting the same amount per hour. Um, that never really appealed to me. Um, so I, when I got my real estate license, it was in 2006. 
And I started working full time in about July of 2007. And that was right before the whole market economy, real estate world tanked. But I was lucky enough to work as an assistant at the time for my stepfather. Um, he's still in the business. He's been in the business longer than I've been alive. Um, and he had been through downturns, had long, deep roots established with um, banks. And so as the REO business came up, he was getting the lion's share of the, the uh, listings in our marketplace. Wow. And it spanned throughout the whole county. And um, gosh, it really shrunk the broker community down quickly for me because I did all of the stuff he didn't want to do. And that was almost all of the pre-marketing work. So um, figuring out if the home was occupied to getting estimates for the work that needed to be done to making sure that, um, you know, we all of the monthly marketing reports and the broker price opinions and everything that goes into an REO was done. And um, that really kept me busy. The first four years, starting in 2008, I should say, the least amount of deals we did was like 83. So, and I had my hand in all of them um, in some way, shape or form. And so it was invaluable experience. Like I didn't get into a bad market and wasn't busy. Um, if I was like an, a regular non-assistant, just got my license, trying to figure out what I'm going to do, right? I don't, I'd still be doing this. Um, but I'm stubborn enough to just maybe like convince myself I would have. But uh, yeah, I mean, I, I was, I'm I'm very fortunate to have had that experience. Yeah. Um, as the market started to turn, I kind of was tired of doing like the grant work for someone else I wanted to, that's not why I got my real estate license. That's not, um, it, it's, I was still kind of working an hourly wage job. And so I, uh, I took the leap of faith and started to do my own thing um, around 2012, 2013. Wow. That's, that's, that's fantastic, man. I mean, you know, that's a, I talk, you know, obviously talk to a lot of agents, a lot of different places across the United States. And there's always seems to be this certain point where they, they do pivot from that, that first career job that they had where the allure, and you say, like you said, money's part of it, you know, obviously, um, you know, being able to make your own hours though, and your own schedule and pick the times that you want to spend with your family and having that foresight, you know, to be able to, to make that change is, is, is always a great lure to being in the real estate market. So tell me about uh, kind of where you are now. Uh, uh, let's talk about uh, Marin County. You know, what's besides the natural beauties of Marin County, you know, what's the draw to Marin County and, and, and kind of like how, how is your business working uh, now? Um, yeah. So for, for those of you that don't know what or where Marin County is, um, that's the other side of the Golden Gate Bridge opposite of San Francisco. So it's the county on the other side. Um, and I'm, I was lucky enough to grow up in this county. Um, and, um, you know, I'm third generation in the town that I 
I, I live in now and I have kids now. So they're the fourth generation. Um, and if you can stay here, uh, what I have found is most people do. But um, what's what makes Marin unique is we're kind of situated between San Francisco and wine country. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, it's a three hour ride up, up to Lake Tahoe. So there's a lot of really amazing uh, perks to living here. And um, it's a no growth area. So they aren't building new homes here. What's here is what's here. So the inventory is kind of protected by that. And the other uh, factor that kind of keeps our, their, our values high are it's um, the oldest county per capita in the whole state of California. Um, Say that yeah, one more time. It's the oldest county per capita oh, in the wow. state of California. Wow. And um, so many people, so many people have owned their homes forever. They are um, living in really beautiful homes that have appreciated exponentially. And they look at where would I go that's better than here and, right. and as affordable. And the, the answer is no. Um, and in, you know, how expensive it has gotten from when they bought to now. The, some of the only ways that their kids can stay in this county is if they inherit these homes and these tax basis and right. uh, like the monthly thing. So that keeps our inventory tight. Um, and then we have a lot of the professionals from San Francisco who naturally like meet their spouses and want to start families. It's one of those right over the bridge spots that's um, exciting and appealing. So um, it's it's an interesting place to sell real estate for sure. Um, it's it's tight. It's a very competitive market. There's over 1,300 realtors. Um, I'm on the I'm a director on the board of realtors locally, um, and. You know, there's there's all kinds of um, like there's I don't even know. Like there's this seems like there's more realtors than there are for uh, people that we can serve. Um, right. But um, yeah, Marin's Marin's something else. Like we we have um, we have like West Marin, which has like ranches and sprawling properties and coastal um towns and then more like of the main part of marin or just it's made of smaller towns um up and down highway 101 um and the closer you get to the san francisco the more expensive properties get um, right yeah it's there it, depending on what you're looking for it's 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 easy to find here um it's as long as you can afford it that's the that's right the key. that's that, that's always the kicker though right it's pretty much anywhere it just is it's, it's different areas have different pockets and different price ranges uh, let me ask you about this how many listings you know you're talking about it's pretty tight right and you were talking about 1300 agents uh in the, in marin county so what is that not just you you know, and if you want to bring it, you know, if you want to mention it, how many listings would you actually, are you more of a, a buyer agent or a listing agent? I've always been a pretty balanced agent. 
um, right now I'm a little listing heavy. Um, don't have too many buyers that are, I would say, motivated in the market. You know, mm -hmm. the whole rate hike and, and all yeah. this, the stuff that's happened has taken some of the wind out of their sails. Right, right now I'm carrying two, three, four, five, uh, six active listings and I'm working on two that I'm getting ready for the market. Um, oh. And, you know, unlike the beginning of the year and really the first half, you put listings on and they would be gone. Right. Um, right. Things are finally starting to kind of sit a little bit longer. Um, although I have one that I put on last last Friday and I had five offers. So wow. it's it's um, it's like everything. It locally, it's a case to case basis. You can't do a one size fits all in our county. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I have noticed much more impact on on our market, um, just with rates rising and yeah, uh, we're kind of doing the wait and see. Right. So what? How does that change your you know the wait and see and, and you're holding listings a little bit longer? How does that change your marketing of the property? Um, you know. I've been around real estate since uh, 92. So, you know, much like your father, probably, you know, you've seen, you know, all the, all the different uh, ups and downs and, but how is that just over the past year and a half, it's been so crazy. And, you know, a lot of times not being able to show a home, uh, but still being a hot market, which was a conundrum in itself or exciting, I would say. So now what's the difference in how you market a home? How has that changed? I don't think it changes how I market a home. It's mostly managing expectations. Um, you know, a seller looking at comps and timelines from March, April, May, that mm -hmm. doesn't apply right now. Right. And looking at last year's market as a whole, like that was an anomaly. Sure. Um, so it's, it's just reminding them of a, a historical thumbnail sketch more than anything and buyers as well. Like, I mean, as buyers, they've, they, the buyers in our marketplace have had zero leverage for the last couple of years. For sure. It's been so competitive and so aggressive for them to have a chance. They would have to double down on the best offer they could make yeah. just to have a shot. Um, now it's a little bit more of a level playing field, you know, um, sellers are going to sell, buyers are going to buy in any market. It's right. just counseling them for the here and now, like what, what's going to make your offer attractive, um, what a good offer looks like to a seller in this market. And the answer is almost any offer, mm -hmm. um, because you yeah. know, it's, it's not, it's not like it was. Yeah. So I think it's really a matter of managing expectations. Um, and the more you can do that up front, the better, you know, you're setting yourself up for success. Um, but people, you know, have to understand that even in this market with, with rates rising, our values are still going to be appreciating. It's still right. like a, a, a bulletproof investment locally to own real estate. It's a huge pillar to your long-term wealth. All of the things that um, really go into 
why buying is a good idea mm -hmm. are still are still in play. Um, and it's just helping people see through all of the national news. And the national news also isn't really super relevant to where we're at just because of the dynamics that I explained to you. Um, we're not in an, like, we don't have hundreds of homes being built where the builders right. kind of be sweating it out. Right. Uh, and that, and that market kind of watering down the rest of it. It's still very well insulated, um, competitive, not a ton to choose from. So um, if prices come down to kind of level out how expensive it is to buy a home now, it's not going to be so significant that, you know, they're, they're having their equity. Right. Interesting. Interesting. So we talked about how you got started in the industry, uh, you know, and then we kind of talked about what's going on now. So let's mm -hmm. talk about the future a little bit, you know, let's put on our prognostication hats and, and, you know, figure out what, what do you see the next year for yourself? You know, maybe not necessarily the, the real estate market, but how is, how is Michael going to grow, you know, and what's his blueprint for the uh, next 12 months? I have four kids. So, you know, my, thank you. Uh, yeah. They span from eight to 10 months. Um, oh, wow. That's, that's awesome. You know, I have a podcast called the guys with four kids club. Oh man. Sign yeah. me up. Yeah. It, it, because I have four as well. And it, all right. all and mine are all boys. And every time I get, I had to bring it up to you because every time I have someone on and they'll go, I got four kids. And I'm like, I'm here for you. Yeah. <laughs> it's a wonderful experience. Yeah. Mine are all 22 to 29. So, right. you know, they're, but they're stacked that close much, you know, kind of like yours, but yeah, wonderful experience. Congratulations. You know, thank so, you. Yeah. That's good stuff. So I was going to start a podcast for dads, you know, <laughs> on that short list. Right. <laughs> I, I'm, all, I'm game for that. Uh, like, um, I could have benefited from that. Um, I still can, but it's crazy. Um, so, you know, like it helps me stay focused on what's important. Um, like that, that like work, what's funny is before kids work was stressful. Yeah. And now with kids works where I go and relax. Right. Like it's, it, uh, you, you want to talk about negotiating Try negotiating with a hungry three-year-old. Right. Who <laughs> uh, <laughs> can't have cookies for, for dinner, you know? Yeah, you think someone's impossible, try having them put their shoes on. Um, it's it's it, it's really provided perspective on um, what's what's really important, what's really difficult, and um, and all that. I uh, recently hired an assistant to kind of shore up my administrative work you know with with the nature of what we do you get so wrapped up into a transaction just moving the needle on everything else is hard to do at the same time right um, because it is the biggest transaction of people's lives and you have to honor that and give them that honor and attention and and um, care so uh, but what doesn't, what, what goes on in the background is, you know, am I, am I running my business like a business? 
and many many years of what i've done i it didn't look like that yeah uh, so uh, in the next 12 months uh shoot if it looks like the last one month that i've had my assist on board it's going to be a lot more organized a nice. lot less chaotic um scalable and um you know i i feel a responsibility to get as in front of as many people as i can that are ready to be helped you know um and so that's what the next 12 months are going to look like trying to find those people and um if they decide that i'm the person that, that is right for them i'll be ready to rock and roll but um it's not i'm not really a salesy agent um yeah. i'm I'm a firm believer in empowering people with really good information so they can make the best decisions for themselves. Um, yeah. It's not like, I don't, I don't really care about what house people buy until they care first mm -hmm. and then I care. Um, and that kind of approach has really served me well in, in attracting the types of people that I, I naturally will attract anyway. And, um, and it's really helped my referral business grow um but a lot of people are going to look at their agents for what do we do mm -hmm. this is 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 scary and all this news is this and that um i've been through it i got in it right when like the one of the worst markets that ever happened started so uh, you know there's comfort in that i'm, I'm not worried about whatever it's going to look like i know that um i can i can be a calming presence in a stressful situation for people i can advise them with some experience to to lean on and i am constantly um working on on my craft to make sure that i'm on top of what's happening what's here and now whether that's in coaching that i'm in um, networking with other agents in different parts of my county. Um, I live and breathe real estate when I'm at work. And then when I'm not, I live and breathe my family. Nice. Uh, so in the next 12 months, it's going to look like that. That's kind of. That, that's fair enough. Yeah. Yeah, time. <laughs> yeah. There's no time for anything else. You no. know, it's interesting. You, you were saying, uh, you were saying, you know, people have a lot of fears. They come to you, they have a lot of fears. And, you know, the news is telling them this. And, you know, their thinking is that. And, you know, I was, I always kind of think to them, are you predicating moving here based on anything the news is telling you? I mean, is that why you're moving to West Palm Beach, right? I mean, because the news told you to. Well, this is the same thing. I mean, there's always going to be news. It's just how we maneuver and work around things that are going on. I don't think anybody moves to Marin County because interest rates dropped half a basis point. You know, I mean, it would that wouldn't matter. That doesn't go into the equation. So therefore, in the inverse, it's the same thing. You know, if interest rates come up half a basis point, so what? You know, you're still moving to Marin County. You still want to live here or whatever the case may be, you know, you, you have to sell that home because whatever, but, you know, it just, I, I think that's good advice on your part, you know, let's, let's just find a way to maneuver around things and, and, and work through it and good counseling instead of, you know, like a salesy, salesy approach, 
uh, just good counseling. And I think that's that's what it's about. So good stuff. So if someone wanted to get in touch with you, Michael, uh, what's the best way uh, to reach you? Call or email. Um, call, text, email. Um, my email is michael at ownmarin.com. And my Michael is M-I-C-H-A-E-L. Um, my dad still spells it wrong. So that's why I at own O-W-N Marin, M-A-R-I-N.com. And then my um, personal number is 415-246-6868. Fantastic. Well, Michael, thanks so much for being on the show today. Uh, we're kind of winding down. Uh, you know, I, kind of, I, I do this with every guest. I want to kind of give them the, the, the last say. And uh, if there's anything you want that we didn't cover or that we missed or something you just really felt passionate about, now's the time. Um, yeah. So I, um, I think that as realtors, we owe it to ourselves to invest in ourselves and our improvement. So, um, you know, people that are tuned into your podcast are probably in the early stages of that or on the ongoing stages of that. Um, and, uh, there's no, there's no magic bullet, you know, you got to kind of figure out what you are good at, what comes easy to you and really zero in on that. Um, you know, I, I, have done all things you can think of in my career, like internet leads, um, door knocking, cold calling, and while there are people that are good at it and swear by it, that wasn't what was for me. And once I found that, you know, where I was best at working my own database, asking for business, you know, deepening important relationships and really pouring into that is when my business felt wholesome and awesome. So uh, don't, don't be chasing the shiny object like everybody has more than enough people that they know that can really help their business grow um and my advice is to just hunker down on that nice good advice man well i definitely love to catch up with you you know six eight months down the road see how things are going and uh hope continued success for you michael Thank you. I really appreciate it. And thanks for having me on. I, 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 uh, I'm honored to be here. So thank you. Thank you, Michael. You have a good one. You too. All right.